Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Well, hello there, friends and faithful listeners. This is the P40 Ministries podcast, the podcast that brings you the Bible consistently every single morning to show the relatability of the Bible in the modern day. And hi, my name is Jen. I'm, of course, the host of the P40 Ministries podcast. And you know what? Today is Valentine's Day, so I just have to wish everybody listening in a happy Valentine's Day. And I know some people hate Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) They hate the crowds, they hate the colors, they hate the hearts everywhere, and they hate the fact that everything is based around love. And you know what? I can really sympathize with that because before I met my husband, I was fully 100% ignored by all boys, okay? (laughs) Boys did not like me. I mean, I can understand why. I was kind of awkward. I was a really awkward teenager, okay? And actually, I was even awkward when I met my husband. I don't even know how my husband ended up liking me because I was so weird around him. Like, I did not know how to function when a male was in my presence, okay? (laughs) But in high school... I hated Valentine's Day, okay? And sometimes when I look back on on the stuff that they allowed in high school, I just, I like shake my head at it. And one of those things in particular is um, Valentine's Day. It is just a day that teachers allow like kids to break each other's hearts. Like I just don't get it. And it's also a day to like show who the most popular kid is in the entire high school. So I don't know why it's allowed. And I think it's actually kind of awful. But one thing that was really popular in my high school was kids could send Valentines to each other. And then Uh, the Cupid or whatever it was would come through and give us our gifts. And so some students would get flowers or chocolate or pretzels or whatever else was popular at the time to give away. And uh, I remember I would never get any Valentines. I never got one single Valentine because like I said, I was an awkward kid that boys avoided. So um, (laughs) my sister was so cute because when I told her my predicament and how like embarrassed I felt that everybody else was getting all these valentines and stuff for valentine's day she she lived hours away from me at the time but she sent me chocolate and the cupid gave me a chocolate from my sister and I was like oh my gosh that was the nicest thing ever and my sister also did it for um my best friend Kelsey who's been on the podcast before but It was just so sweet. And that was something that like stuck with me to this day. So Jamie, if you're listening to this podcast episode, thanks so much for doing that for me. (laughs) I mean, obviously I knew the chocolate was from you, but I felt so included that I was able to get chocolate on Valentine's Day. So I really appreciated that. Thank you. And I think my mom actually did it for me one year as well. But my mom actually worked in the middle school of the same uh, school district that I 
was at. And she sent me over like, I think she sent me some chocolate covered pretzels one year as well. So it was really nice that my sister and my mom both did that for me. It was very sweet of them. But yes, today is Valentine's Day. And I understand if you if some of you guys like absolutely hate Valentine's Day. But for the rest of you guys that love Valentine's Day, happy Valentine's Day. And I hope that you're able to have a really great day and a really great meal. But anyway, let's go ahead and talk about Leviticus chapter 10. Now, this this uh, <laughs> this chapter that I'm going to be reading, I really there's no correlation to Valentine's Day whatsoever. In fact, it's sort of the opposite of Valentine's Day. It's like the priests not doing what they were supposed to be doing. They were not loving God in their hearts. They were not, uh, you know, serving the people well. And we'll see what happens when we read Leviticus 10 verses 1 through 7. So it's kind of a shorter um, passage today. And I'm going to go ahead and read this. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version this morning. Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered strange fire before Yahweh, which he had not commanded them. Fire came out before Yahweh and devoured them and they died before Yahweh. Then Moses said to Aaron, this is what Yahweh spoke of saying, I will show myself holy to those who come near me and before all the people I will be glorified. Aaron held his peace. Moses called Mishael and Elzaphon, the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said to them, Draw near, carry your brothers from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they came near and carried them in their tunics out of the camp, as Moses had said. Moses said to Aaron and to Eleazar and to Ithamar, his sons, Don't let the hair of your heads go loose, and don't tear your clothes so that you don't die, and so that he will not be angry with all the congregation. But let your brothers, the whole house of Israel, bewail the burning which Yahweh has kindled. You shall not go out from the door of the tent of meeting, lest you die, for the anointed oil of Yahweh is on you. They did according to the word of Moses. This is kind of a continuation of Friday's episode where we talked about the priests not being above the people. In fact, the priests were just as sinful, just as unholy. They were human beings, the same as you and me. And they had to go through a ritual purification in order to become holy. They had to make sure that they were ceremonially clean and they had to make sure that they followed all of God's commandments and taught the people to follow God's commandments as well. And they also had to make sure that they were presenting sacrifices for themselves, which is what we saw on Friday. And that was kind of what I talked about where our own pastors are not above us. So any church that you might be a part of where the pastor is kind of the only authority, I think that pastor needs to be questioned and made sure that he does not believe almost that he is above the word of God. Because unfortunately, there are a lot of churches out there that are like that, you know, pastors that surround themselves with yes men, basically, like people who will just say yes to him all the time without questioning his intentions, what he might be doing for good for God's kingdom, anything like that. So God is making it clear in Leviticus that priests are not above the people. In fact, if they sin, they will be judged harsher, which is kind of the same thing nowadays. For example, me, you know, I, I talk about this, the Bible on this podcast almost every single day. And sometimes I even teach it at my church to the women. And the Bible actually says that people who teach the Bible are going to be judged harsher than people who don't because we have a standard we are held to. 
If we're going to teach it, we have to be teaching it right. And that's the point of the harsher judgment is that when we teach it, we have to make sure we're teaching it right. And we have to know that when we teach it, we are going to be judged to a higher standard. That doesn't necessarily mean that God's going to condemn us, you know, but it does mean that he's going to judge us. And I don't know exactly how, but it's something that we need to be careful of. And we need to be making sure that we are diligent in teaching the Bible correctly. So it's no different nowadays than it was for Nadab and Abihu here, the two sons of Aaron who are supposed to be priests. And this was very, very quickly after the priest's ceremony. They knew what they were supposed to be doing, right? I mean, they knew. They knew all of God's commands. Moses had told them. Moses had probably written them down for them somewhere. And one of those commands was that strange incense or strange fire was never supposed to be offered to God. And the main reason was because of what we saw in, I believe, Leviticus chapter nine, where God lit the altar. He lit the altar with his own fire. We see that fire is associated with God all the time. So that fire that was on the altar lit by God was supposed to be the fire that lit all the other instruments in the temple, the fire from the altar, God's fire was supposed to light this incense. But Nadab and Abihu directly disobeyed God by not doing this. They lit their own fire, probably thinking this fire is the same as that fire. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> because if we think about the burning bush, that's the best example I can give about how that fire is not the same as any other fire. That fire was actually a cold fire. It was the, the bush was on fire, but it was not burning the bush. And even Moses was able to come near to this fire because it was a cold fire. But this was God's fire. It was God's. So this fire is completely different than the fires that you and I are able to burn nowadays. Totally different. So God was making it very clear that he wanted his presence, which was in that fire. He wanted his presence in all of the temple. He didn't want any strange fire coming into the temple. And that's kind of the same thing we can think about nowadays for ourselves. The spirit is often associated as a flame of fire, right? We see that with the tongues. That is our fire. What are we allowing into our lives that might be strange? It could be new age stuff. It could be something that we're doing that's contrary to God's word. It could be pretty much anything, really. But what are we allowing in our lives that might be strange? That's why it says in the Bible to test the spirits. We are not supposed to be allowing strange fire in, you know, because it's contrary to God. So this is almost like God showing this to Nadab and Abihu and the rest of the Israelite nation. You worship God. You let God be part of the temple. You don't put anything else contrary to what God is inside of that temple. So this is why this might seem so harsh to us nowadays. But back then, God was setting a precedent very early on that these priests needed to make sure that they were doing the right thing, that they were obeying God, even to the smallest thing. And I'm certain that Nadab and Abihu knew what they were doing. 
It could have been out of laziness that they didn't want to go get the fire from the altar. We don't know exactly what was going on. But God did talk about sins that people commit that they're not quite sure that they're committing or they didn't understand they were committing. God has mercy on those people once they realize they are committing a sin. So to me, this makes it sound very clear that Nadab and Abihu knew exactly what they were doing. And God, in his glorious presence, consumed them. You know, that's what it says. It says that his fire consumed them. So this was not an ordinary fire. Because an ordinary fire would have burned them up. And unfortunately, depending on the version that you read, it will say burned them up. But that it's clear that they got consumed by the fire because their coats that they were wearing were still intact. They were not burned to a crisp. It says that Aaron's cousins came and took Nadab and Abihu. It took, they took their coats, their bodies with their coats out of the camp. So if they were like burned to a crisp, you know, the coats probably wouldn't have been very intact. Okay, so the coats were still on them. So this was an unordinary fire. This was God's fire. But the thing is, God was setting a precedent. Priests need to obey. And imagine if God had just let this go unpunished, unchecked, how much worse it would have gotten so much more quickly than it eventually did, because it did go bad pretty quickly. But Nadab and Abihu immediately just decided to rebel against God and disobey. In fact, if you look at the NLT version, it says that Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, put coals of fire in their incense burners and sprinkled the incense over them. In this way, they disobeyed the Lord by burning before him the wrong kind of fire, different than he commanded. I like the way the NLT words that because it shows that Nadab and Abihu knew that they were disobeying. They chose to disobey. So God, early on, showed the other priests, which would be Ithamar and Eliezer, the right way to, to do stuff. And this was almost like, I, I hate to say the word, putting the fear of God in them, but it kind of was. <laughs> you know, the priests had to have the fear of God in them. They really did to show that they are not above God. God. They have to do things the right way. They are going to be judged harsher because they are the people who are going to bring the entire congregation of Israel closer to God. They had the most important job out of everybody in the Israelite nation, and they had to make sure that they were doing that job the right way. This is why this ended up happening. So God says to Moses, I will display my holiness through those who come near to me, and I will display my glory before all the people, which is kind of what he did through this event. He showed how glorious he really is and how people need to be careful in his presence. So the other thing is that Nadab and Abihu may have wandered in to the most holy place where God is supposed to sit as well. There's a lot of speculation that that's also what happened besides the strange fire. They also might have gone into the most holy place, which God commanded that priests were not allowed to enter into. So after this, it says that Aaron actually held his peace, which means he was quiet. When God did this, Aaron knew, you know, he may have wanted to cry. He may have wanted to get upset, but he knew his sons were wrong. And this is why he was quiet. Aaron, the high priest, was quiet. And so Moses says to him, he says, Aaron, don't 
mourn. Don't do the traditional mourning thing, which the mourning thing, mourning with a U, by the way, the traditional thing of like showing sadness when somebody died was to tear clothing and to almost like look disheveled and to take your hat off and just different things back in those days. So that is how they would show that they were in mourning. And Moses comes up to Aaron and he says, don't do that. Because firstly, the priestly garments were not supposed to be ripped because they were holy to God. So they were not supposed to be ripped. So Moses says, don't do this. He says, go into the temple and remain there because God's anointing oil is on you. He says, you are holy. Go into the the temple and stay there. Do not leave. Otherwise, you also will die. Now, that's something I don't quite understand, like why they had to stay in the temple during this. The Bible doesn't give a whole lot of context on that, but clearly there was something else going on that uh, maybe I just didn't pick up on. But if you guys know the answer to that, email me. I'd love to, to know about that. But anyway, going forward, Moses says to Aaron, he says, the congregation can mourn over the death of your sons. Like, that's okay. But you be careful not to because God is supreme and you know that your sons disobeyed. So don't go against God in this way by becoming angry at him for doing this, basically. And then it says that Aaron and his sons, the two sons remaining, did everything that Moses commanded. So they probably were a little bit scared and they probably knew that Nadab and Abihu had in fact disobeyed God. So they did everything that Moses commanded them. They stayed in that temple and they did not mourn. But we'll go into more of this on Wednesday. We'll talk more about what um, the instructions for priestly conduct were and what the priests were supposed to do when they were inside the temple. So we'll go more into that. And then, you know, join me on Friday because I have a really fun guest coming on the podcast. This is Pastor David Guzik that's going to be with me on Friday. And he is the author of the entire Enduring Word commentary, which is one of my favorite commentaries. I love the Enduring Word and I love everything that Pastor David Guzik is doing. So he's going to be joining us on Friday to talk about the food laws in Leviticus chapter 11. So definitely tune in for that. I know that uh, he's very biblically sound and he has some great insight on a lot of different things. So join in on February 18th for that, but also join in on Wednesday to talk about the rest of Leviticus chapter 10. Until then, happy Valentine's Day, God bless, and happy listening.